0: Hey there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one resilient page of Talmud each day. Before I tell you about today's page, Bhavakama 98, I want to tell you a story about a big old mean jerk, me. A while back, I was having drinks with some friends. These are tough times, and so everyone was sipping cocktails and complaining about something. Some were unhappy with their careers, some were perturbed by politics, and no one, it seemed, was really happy. And because this was New York and these were Jews, it didn't take long for people to start mentioning their therapists and what they had said in this session or that. Applying my world-famous sensitivity and my legendary tact, I said that I had a great idea for a brand new, great kind of therapy. Oh, my friends asked, really? What would it be? I said I would charge people $500. And then they would come in and they would tell me everything and anything that was troubling them and made them unhappy. And when they would finish, I would slap them and just say, tough luck, deal with it. And that's it. No need for a second session. Consider, I concluded, how much time and how much money I could save you. It will not shock you to learn that my friends did not find my bravado particularly entertaining. But in today's stuff, the great Rabba gives us a really similar idea. Have a listen. Rabba says, one who throws another's coin into the great sea is exempt from liability. What is the reason for this? He can say, the coin is resting before you. If you wish, take it. The Gemara comments, and this statement applies only if the coin is in translucent water where the owner of the coin can see the coin, but in turbid water where he cannot see the coin, it does not apply, and the one that threw it will be liable to compensate the owner. And this statement applies only when he rolled the coin into the sea without picking it up. But if he took the coin with his hands and threw it into the sea, he has robbed the owner of it, and the robber is required to perform the mitzvah of returning the coin to its owner. Rabbi goes on to give other similar examples of indirect damages. And the other rabbis go on and raise similar objections. But Rabbi is on to something profound here. Imagine the person who tosses another's coin into the sea. That person is a bully and there's no question that the coin's owner had been wronged and no question either as the rabbis clearly confirm that it's on the robber to go ahead and retrieve it. But Rabba lingers for just one extra moment. The coin is resting before you, he has his hypothetical robbers say to the victim. If you wish, take it, which is more or less the equivalent of my crass and stupid deal with it. Sure, damage has been done. But, Rabba muses, life can't be merely a series of transactions between victims and perpetrators, real and alleged. It can't be all about power plays, expecting the people you believe owe you something to act in a just and equitable manner and make it up to you. It can't be all about claiming grievances and making demands of other people. Sometimes, Rabbah reminds us, the coin is right there and the sea is clear. And if you want an actual benefit, a very real coin, you should worry less about howling for compensation and more about taking three steps, putting your arm in the water, and taking what's yours. None of this is to say that we shouldn't hold the coin thrower accountable, or insist on a society where throwing other people's coins isn't frowned upon. But Rabbah got one thing very right. Often, the best thing to do when something bad happens to you is just to take simple and proactive steps and make your life better a great bit of therapeutic advice, and it comes to us free of charge, courtesy of the Talmud, the greatest self-help book ever written.